Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hola y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Welcome back to Coffee Break Spanish. Now, this is lesson 46 and it had to happen sooner or later. Over the course of the lessons, we've been looking at two verbs, ser and estar, both of which mean to be. But sometimes it's quite tricky to know when you use ser and when you use estar. Well, after this lesson, I'm sure you'll be able to sort this out in your head and work out when to choose which of these verbs. I hope you enjoy the lesson. Mark, before we start, I do have to say that I hate serenestar. I find it really, really difficult. Cara, no te preocupes. Don't worry about it. It is very, very straightforward. There are a few tricky things, but once we cover the main situations in which you use ser and the main situations in which you use estar, you'll be fine. Estarás bien. Fantastic. Okay, let's begin with estar, because in actual fact, that's the easy one to put into categories. Estar, when, when I asked you, estás lista, and you said estoy lista, we were using estar. The reason that you're using estar there is because it's a temporary situation. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. At this moment in time, en este momento, estoy lista. Estoy, well, you would say estoy lista, I would say estoy listo. It's a temporary condition. Let's think of other temporary conditions in which we'd use estar. For example, when I ask you, ¿Cómo estás? Estoy bien. Uh -huh. Give me some other examples. How would you say, I am tired? Estoy cansada. Or you... cansado, if you're a boy. Exactly. Estoy cansada, cansado, estoy bien, estoy fenomenal. All these situations you use estar because it's a temporary situation. So, what would be another temporary situation? For example, um, another adjective that you might think that you are currently feeling at the moment. Estoy contenta. Muy bien, estoy contenta. I am happy. Now, you could be a happy person, but at the moment, estoy contenta. Really, if you can say at the moment before any description, then you kind of need to use estar. So, at the moment, Jorge is happy. 
en este momento, Jorge? Está contento. Está contento. And of course, we can conjugate estar. Estoy, estás, está, estamos, estáis, están. Estoy, estás, está, estamos, estáis, están. Perfecto. So, we use estar with temporary situations, temporary descriptions. Estoy contento, estoy cansado, estoy deprimido. Deprimido is depressed. Estoy triste, I'm sad. Okay, temporary situations. These are all things that can change. Okay, that's the first situation where we use estar. The second situation where we use estar is one of the most straightforward, easy things to work out. Okay, if you're talking about a location, then you have to use estar. Okay, even if that location is not temporary. Okay. Okay. Now, en este momento estamos en el estudio. Okay, at the moment we're in the studio. Okay. Pero el estudio está en Escocia. So the studio is in Scotland. Now, I have to say that the studio will always be in Scotland unless we decide to emigrate to Spain or, or wherever. But el estudio está en Escocia. It's the location that matters here, not the fact that it's temporary or otherwise because the studio is fairly permanently in Scotland, but it's the location that's the important thing. I'll give you another example of this. Madrid está en España. Madrid está en España. Okay, now Madrid will always be in Spain. It's not like the city is going to suddenly move or anything like that. Madrid está en España. Okay, it's a location. It doesn't matter how temporary or permanent it is. It's always estar if it's a location. Okay, so, so far we've got temporary feelings, temporary descriptions. And any kind of location, whether it's temporary or permanent. And those are really your two most important rules for estar. Okay? Yes. So, Madrid está en España. Madrid está en España. Nosotros estamos en el estudio. Nosotros estamos en el estudio. So, temporary description or temporary or permanent location. Let's say estar. Let's think now about ser, the other verb, which means to be. And let's conjugate ser, first of all. How do you say I am? Soy. Okay. Now, I have to say ser is quite an irregular verb. Okay, so I am is soy. You are? I don't know. How do you say are you from Scotland? Eres. Eres, okay. Soy, eres, and then he or she is. Es. Yeah. Soy, eres, es, and then we are. Can you remember how you would say we are? Somos. Somos, muy bien. Somos, we are, you are, the fifth person. Sois. Sois. Okay, that's something that we've not come across before. Sois. You are in the plural informal version used in Spain. Sois. 
Sois. And then they are is son. 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 And this is also used as the polite plural you. Son ustedes. Son ustedes. Son ustedes de Guadalajara. Son ustedes de Guadalajara. Muy bien. So, soy, eres, es, somos, sois, son. Soy, eres, es, somos, sois, son. Muy bien. Let's now talk a little about when you use ser as opposed to estar. Now, one of the easiest ways we could say here, it doesn't always work, but let's say if it's not a location and if it's not a temporary description, then the chances are you're going to be using ser. Let's put that to the test. If I were to say, I am Scottish, is that a location? Nope. Is it a temporary situation? Not likely. Uh, no. So I have to use ser. So I use soy escocés. Soy escocesa. Exactly. Now, if I say that I'm a teacher, is that a temporary description? No. No. Is it a location? No. Nope. Definitely not. So what am I going to use? Soy. Soy profesor. Soy profesor. Ah. Yeah, you would be profesora, but in actual fact, tú eres estudiante. Sí, soy estudiante. Yeah, I could never ever say, estás estudiante. It just completely doesn't make sense. So, eres estudiante. Sí, soy estudiante. So, one of the main ways that we use ser is when we're talking about sort of inherent or inbuilt characteristics of someone. Talking about their job, talking about their nationality talking about what they're like as a person, their religion, their moral attributes, if you like. For example, if you describe someone as a very honest person, you would say, es honrado. Es honrado. Honrado, honrado, H-O-N-R-A-D-O, honrado. Honrado. Or you could say, es católica. Es católica. Sí, or... Es mexicano. Es mexicano. Yeah. So, inherent characteristics that tend not to change. Describing someone's characteristics, someone's personality, not how they are in a particular moment. So, es una persona contenta. She's a happy person. Es una persona contenta. Pero en este momento está triste. Pero en este momento... Está, está triste. triste. Triste means sad. So, she's a happy person, but at the moment, she's sad. Now, in English, we use the same word. She is a happy person, but at the moment, she is sad. In Spanish, es una persona contenta, pero está triste. So, two different words in Spanish for the one word in English. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. When you're not listening to Coffee Break Spanish, you can still practice your Spanish with our regular posts on social media. Find us on Facebook, just search for Coffee Break Spanish. We're Learn Spanish on Twitter. 
and you can keep up with the team through our regular posts on Instagram. Follow Coffee Break Languages. It's our mission to help you turn your downtime into your do time. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. So that's one of the main areas for SER. Another area that I probably should have mentioned first is when you actually say, I am Mark. So, soy Mark. Soy Cara. I would not say, estoy Mark. I'm, at the moment, I'm feeling like Mark, but soy Mark. I'm always Mark. Soy Mark. Soy Cara. When we're talking about relationships, soy El padre de Matthew. Matthew's not been on the show for a long time and perhaps we should get him back. But soy el padre de Matthew. Mm, soy la hija de mi madre. Sí, tú eres la hija de tu madre. You are the daughter of your mother. Now, another. let's think of another situation where we use ser. In actual fact, this is something that we've come across a few times. When we would use the word es... Or more likely, son. Cara, can you think what I'm thinking about here? Mm, time? Exactly, yeah. Time. Son las dos. Son las dos de la madrugada. Son las dos de la... Mag- madrugada. Madrugada. Okay, just taking it back a couple of lessons. Si tú vas de pachanga, si tú vas de fiesta, okay, if you're out partying, Ya son las dos de la madrugada, and it's already two o'clock in the morning. Ya es tarde. That's really quite late. No, that's early. Okay, I'm showing my age. Soy viejo. Soy viejo. You're old. Yeah. (laughs) Y tú eres joven. Sí. Soy joven. Muy bien. And this is where we're actually coming into a very, very common use of ser. Describing people physically. Okay, so I'm old, soy alto, I'm tall, y soy moreno. Moreno means I have dark hair, I'm dark, okay? ¿Y tu cara? Soy joven, soy bastante alta, y soy morena también. Muy bien. We will come back to descriptions in a couple of weeks' time, but just now we're just concentrating on ser and estar. Let's run through the situations where you use ser again. And these are the most common ones. The most common ones, first of all, start with saying who you are. Soy Mark. Soy Cara. Then talking about physical characteristics. Soy alto. I'm tall. Soy alta. Cara's tall as well, using descriptions, using adjectives here that change for masculine and feminine. It's also used for describing someone's inherent qualities or inherent characteristics that aren't likely to change. So, for example, talking about their profession, es ingeniero, or their religion, es protestante, or indeed their nationality, es italiano. And it's also used for talking about time. Es la una. Son las dos. And in a sort of related way to this, when talking about price. Son cuatro euros. Or son cien pesos. Now, what you're probably finding here 
is that all of these situations are perhaps getting quite complicated. It's quite complicated to keep track of all these different situations where you use ser. So if you want to turn it around, you could say, if it's not a temporary description, and if it's not a location, whether temporary or permanent, then it's ser. Because the locations and the temporary descriptions are... Estar. Estar. Muy bien. Okay, before we finish today, a little test. I'm not actually going to ask you to translate these into Spanish. I simply want you to tell me which verb is going to be. Is it ser or is it estar? And in each case, I'm going to use a part of the verb is or to be in English. So am, is, are and so on. And I want you to tell me, is it ser or estar in Spanish? Okay. There will be a couple of trick questions in here. So pay attention. Right. Number one. I am Scottish. Ser. Exactly. Ser. It's soy escocés. Soy escocesa. Muy bien. Número dos. She is sad. Estar. Okay, exactly. It's estar. We're not saying that she's a sad person all the time, that that's an inherent characteristic of her. At the moment, she's sad. We can substitute or we can add in en este momento and it makes sense. En este momento está triste. Okay, número tres. It's ten pesos. Ser. Ser. Okay, a straightforward one because it's a price. So you know that it's ser. It's ten pesos. Son diez pesos. Note that in English we say it is ten pesos. But in Spanish, because there's more than one peso, you have to use the plural form. Son diez pesos. Okay, número cuatro. Luisa is in the swimming pool. Estar. Exactly. Está en la piscina. It's a location. So, although we could say at the moment Lucía is in the swimming pool, está en la piscina en este momento, it's a location. So, it doesn't matter. It has to be estar. Número cinco. Rome is in Italy. Estar. Are you sure about that, Cara? Yes, because it's a location and Rome is always in Italy. Exactly. Rome is always in Italy. It's a location. It's always esta. So, one final one, and this is not really a question for this little quiz. But I've got a question for you. Ser y estar. Es fácil, ¿no? Sí, muy fácil. Es fácil. It's easy. Because... It's not a temporary thing. It's an inherent characteristic of ser and estar that is always easy, no matter what. So it's an inherent characteristic. It must therefore be... Ser. Muy bien. And that's where we're going to leave it today for this edition of Coffee Break Spanish. Thanks for joining us and we hope it's been useful. 
You can join the Coffee Break Spanish community on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeebreakspanish and follow at Learn Spanish on Twitter. Muchas gracias y hasta pronto. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.